The Pandaroo, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139, verse 13 through 14. What can a story about a mythical creature, half panda bear and half kangaroo, tell us about our place in God's kingdom? Well, plenty. The Pandaroo, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Once there was a magic isle, a place of awe and wonder, where sandy beaches lined the shore and waves display their thunder. The trees were tall and leafy green with grassy glades between, and waterfalls ran down the hills to become clear, lazy streams. But it's not the beauty of this place that makes the island special. It's the animals that call it home, that burrow, graze, or nestle. For every mammal, every bird, all species air-created, each reptile and amphibian were on this isle located. Here life abundant knows no bounds in all its mass and motion, featuring feathers, fur, and scales like an ark upon the ocean. And of all the creatures living here that ran or crawled or flew, none was more peculiar than the unlikely pandaroo. His upper half was Chinese bear, and through what seemed a genetic blunder, his lower half was distinctly like a marsupial from down under. His challenges were many to accomplish daily living, for his body parts seemed quite mismatched, ill-suited, and unforgiving. When it came to motion, he did the best that he could do. Not moving like a normal bear, he bounced like a kangaroo. But his head and shoulders, arms and chest were large and much too brawny, nothing like a kangaroo's, more thin and light and scrawny. So when he leaned to get a start and make his way by hopping... The challenge wasn't getting there. The challenge was somehow stopping. When he reached his chosen spot, there simply were no breaks, and so he'd stop by bouncing into bushes, trees, or lakes. And eating was another chore that surely was no breeze, for the leaves he loved were only found high in the eucalyptus trees. Can you imagine climbing high as surely you must do to reach these tender budding leaves with the feet of a kangaroo? His greatest trial was fitting in, feeling accepted anywhere, as he was only partial kangaroo and not completely panda bear. He'd gather with the other roos to lie beneath the trees, but conscious of his panda parts, he felt odd and ill at ease. Likewise, with the panda bears, you know, he only had himself to blame, for he could never seem to look beyond all the ways they weren't the same. So more and more, all by himself, in loneliness he'd sit and think about the countless ways he didn't seem to fit. One day, as he was feeling blue, the forest's quiet hush was broken by a crashing sound within the underbrush. Unsettled by this sudden noise, the pandaroo just froze and sat staring at the tree line where the clamoring arose. He heard somebody singing just as loudly as they could. The words were bright and happy as they echoed through the woods. I may not be a peacock or a lion with regal mane, but I follow the Creator and He loves me just the same. 
Whether cloaked in neon feathers or fur as fine as it can be, I'm always going to love the great creator across the sea. Then bursting through the bushes came a creature on the scene, the most frightening and funny the pandaroo had ever seen. For its head was large and woolly with curving horns and shaggy beard, but below its massive shoulders, that was where this animal got weird. For his legs were thin and spindly, not much thicker than a rope. He turned to face the pandaroo. Hello, I'm the buffalope. The pandaroo was much confused by the upper and lower half. He wasn't sure if he should run or stay or cry or laugh. But the buffalope just stood and smiled. He'd seen this all before, the startled, disbelieving looks that everybody wore. I hope I'm not disturbing you. I kind of lost my way, the buffalope congenial and polite began to say. I thought I'd found a hidden trail, a shortcut to the glade, but before I knew what happened, well, it seems I must have strayed. No worries, said the pandaroo, feeling more at ease, why I myself occasionally bump into brush and trees. The buffalo gave a chuckle in his booming baritone. Say, I'm wondering why you're sitting in the forest all alone. Well, by now you may have noticed I'm not quite a normal bear, and I'm also not a kangaroo. I'm neither here nor there. I feel so darn self-conscious, feel it everywhere I go. Either the top of me is misfit or my legs and feet below. So I find a patch of forest that's concealed and out of sight, and here I don't feel quite so badly, like a failure or a blight. The pandaroo then dropped his head, his chin upon his chest. I just wish I could be the same. Yes, just be like all the rest. The silence fell between them till the buffalo remarked, Well, you may have noticed normal's not exactly where I'm parked. I know the hurt you're feeling, the unfairness that's conferred. I, I see buffalo and antelope and don't belong to either herd. But there's something rare and special, something only you can be in the plan designed and driven by the creator across the sea. For he knows us from the inside out, all our dreams and tears and aches, he leaves nothing void and empty, and he never makes mistakes. It's up to us to simply trust him and find our purpose in his plan. And when we do, that's when we're joyful and really feel his loving hand. As for me, I've learned to follow, seek the path he has arranged, and on the outside, nothing's different. Yet somehow, everything has changed. The buffalo moved closer with some mischief in his eyes. Besides, I'll never have to worry about being called old thunder thighs. <laughs> Pandaroo raised up his head, and, and he laughed until he cried. The buffalo just grinned and pawed the ground as sadness died. And when his laughing faded, the Pandaroo quick wiped his eyes and decided then and there to put away his sorry wise. I have to really thank you for your words, sweet and selective. You've helped improve my outlook with a healthy new perspective. I never did consider that my curse was really wealth. I guess I was too busy feeling sorry for myself. Instead of all this moping, hiding out in isolation, I think I'll hop along and find my place in his creation. Now you're talking, partner, the buffalo saw glumness fade. Well, I better mosey on and try to find that sunny glade. 
As for you, stay on the pathway. And if you find somebody blue, just share what you've been given so they can walk the pathway too. And with that, the shaggy bison, legs like sticks of peppermint, proceeded on his way, singing loudly as he went. Oh, I'll never be a rhino or a great big tall giraffe, but I can act with kindness, find new friends and make them laugh. So if you're feeling gloomy, sing and make the sadness flee, and always seek to praise the great creator across the sea. The pandaroo then waved goodbye, glad for the smiley wares, bouncing off to find the kangaroos and locate the panda bears. The roos were napping in the shade when the pandaroo came hopping. In his excitement, he forgot about his deficiencies in stopping. He hooked two saplings with his arms, he twisted and he bent them, desperate to decrease his speed and halt his great momentum. Then grabbing one with both his paws, he circled round and round till gravity took over and he settled on the ground. Then sheepishly he looked to the reclining kangaroos. Not one was meanly laughing, although they did seem quite amused. They asked if he was injured with a caring patient essence, and one kangaroo spoke up and even offered stopping lessons. The pandaroo then saw his former thoughts of fear and dread were woefully misplaced and existed mostly in his head. He then enjoyed a quiet nap with his friends the kangaroos and went off in search of pandas and their friendship to peruse. As he crossed the sunny island toward the eucalyptus trees, he could hear the sounds of turmoil floating up upon the breeze. When he bounced into the meadow where the pandas liked to sit, the bears were pacing tensely as one mother threw a fit. He achieved a sliding halt and heard the mother crying, Please, as she pointed in her panic high into the swaying trees. The sight where aimed her finger caused the pandaroo to blanch, for there above the meadow, a baby panda clutched a branch. I only left him for a second, and he climbed out on that limb. It's too thin and weak to hold me, so I couldn't get to him. I tried and tried to coax him, but he wouldn't come to me. Oh, can't someone be a hero and bring my baby down to me? The other pandas stood in quandary. None desired her plea to snub, but all were far too heavy for that branch that held the cub. They milled and paced and fretted, not comprehending what to do, till one voice broke through the din. I'll save him, cried the pandaroo. All eyes are fixed upon him, and their gaze he bravely meets, but no panda sees his face, cause they're all looking at his feet. With all the looks of doubt and worry, his bravery starts to melt away. Then he thinks about the buffalo and what he had to say. So he trusts the great creator and gives his all, I guess, every ounce. With a cry of cowabunga, the pandaroo begins to bounce. With each leap he carries higher, jumping up like a machine, back to earth and springing skyward just like a panda trampoline. He strained his every muscle, bouncing heedless into the breach. But even with his mighty effort, the cub remained just out of reach. He felt his vigor failing as his legs began to burn. He could fathom just one option, just one place that he could turn. O oh, creator, cross the sea, as to the ground he quick descended. On the opinions of all others, for my worth I have depended. Please forgive that foolish notion, 
Make my heart and spirit new. Give me strength to do the thing that you created me to do. With that prayer, he hit the meadow, and his legs coiled like a spring. He then launched himself and aimed up where the baby waits and clings. In a pose like Superman, he stretched his arms for all their worth and deftly plucked the little panda from his lofty treetop perch. To the ground they both did plummet, and to keep the cub from harm, the pandaroo safe wrapped the baby in his own great panda arms. His landing was impeccable, and as cheering filled his ears, he restored the cub and mother, midst her hugs and smiles and tears. Hoisted up on panda shoulders and then carried round the glade, the pandaroo felt like a hero in this joyful bear parade. Then he thought about the buffalo, where he aimed his thanks and praise, the attitude and point of view that filled his happy days. So in the midst of celebration, he rallied up this cheering throng, and singing with one voice, he taught them all this little song. Though the day be fraught with peril, filled with trouble near or far, we can trust the one who loves us best no matter who we are. So whether napping in the sun or dangling high up in a tree, just lift your voice and praise the great creator across the sea. From that day throughout his lifetime, the pandaroo had many pals, not just kangaroos and pandas, but also otters, wolves, and owls. But of all the friends he'd made amongst the deer and gulls and squid, he loved the misfits best, the ones who felt like he once did. For he remembered what the buffalo had said that he should do. Always share what you've been given so they can walk the pathway too. And so this sunny day he sought someone he'd heard about, a quiet, lonely creature who seemed lost in fear and doubt. He found a distant bit of forest, quite off the beaten track, where sat a little monkey, wrapped in stripes of white and black. Hello, he called with gusto. I'm Pandaroo, he said with zing. And that's how he met the chimpanzebra, and then taught him how to sing. I have to believe that all of us have felt left out at one time or another. That can be a really lonely feeling. Sometimes others impose that feeling on us, but I think more often than not we impose it on ourselves. Our lack of confidence or feelings of self-consciousness create barriers or a sense of isolation where one doesn't actually exist. If only we could see ourselves as God sees us. He didn't wait for us to be good, better, or best before sending His Son to die for us. He loves us completely right where we are. And in His hands, everything we do and everything we are can become useful and beautiful. God doesn't make mistakes, and He has a plan laid out for each of us. Let's leave it to Him to do good things with whatever we have to offer. No one is left out in the heart of God.